Peace, everyone, and welcome to Retune Radio, a podcast for conscious conversations with the intent of expansion. I'm your host, Megan. And I'm your co-host, David. And today's episode two is spirituality versus religion. What are the differences and which ones do you as the audience and us as the hosts vibe with more? So, David, to start off, I'd love to hear from you what you know or have experienced with the differences between religion and spirituality. Um, for me, they both have to do with like connecting to you know the higher power or that divine light within you. Um, however you want to describe it, you can call it God or you can call it source or the universe. Um, they both deal with connecting to that, but for me, spirituality is mo- a more broad concept, whereas religion, in my opinion, um, th- there's like a, a set of rules around how you can get in touch with that source. Mm. Um, so I would say that religious people are spiritual, but spiritual people are not necessarily religious. Yeah. Spirituality to me is more expansive. Uh-huh. And it's not, you know, there's not a box that it's kept in under rules and regulations and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like what you said there with, you know, religious people can be spiritual, but spiritual people are usually not religious. And I and I think it's important to to know that whichever one you vibe with is all good. There are ways that we all connect and it doesn't mean that one way of connecting is better than the other way I think it really just goes back to who you are as an individual and what um, pleases you most and so tell me a little bit about your background with the two Um, well I had a really interesting childhood growing up because my father's side of the family is Jewish and my mother grew up Irish Catholic um, so I was experienced, or rather I was um, confronted with both at a very early age. And they gave my brother and I the option, like, here's the information, here are the holidays, here are some of the practices, and you guys can choose which ones you want. Mm-hmm. Um, if either of them calls out to you, then you can follow that path, and if neither of them do, that's fine. But I was just... So I grew up with a very open-minded experience towards religion. Yeah, I was going to say your parents were quite progressive in that way. They were, for sure. And I mean, I'm I know it was against the grandparents' wishes, of course, cuz you know, each set of grandparents, I'm sure wanted us to follow their faith. But my parents were super open-minded about it and they just said, you know, we'll show you guys the way and you can pick whichever one works for you and if neither do, that's totally fine. So for me, I experienced um, Judaism and Catholicism, obviously the two main religions in in the U.S., more or less, you know, in the West. And I I learned that they have their their benefits and I was able to see the good side, the stuff I didn't necessarily agree with. Um, So I was, the, the point of this is I was never forced into practicing a particular belief system Mm. there was no pressure on me there was no like you have to learn this and this is the way and these words are you know the word of god and you have to follow this right it was more like check this out and if you like it cool if not that's fine whatever you want to do so i've had a very like you know i'm very fortunate for my religious upbringing in that regard i would say yeah definitely yeah, I, I like that a lot because David and I have a uh, very different 
upbringing in that way where he had choice whereas I didn't have choice so I found myself a little bit more wounded in that relationship to religion where he had a more expansive um, open-minded take on it I had to do a lot of work in my life personally to heal that part of my my um, my you know, my upbringing, because for me, it was like, you have to do it like this. You have to wear this, you know, Christian school rules, you know, uniforms, like no self-expression, tons of rules, tons of ways to do it. So for me, I developed a distaste for rules and like, um, systems and, and, um, and rigidity. But in the same way, because I was able to do the work around it, I was able to heal a lot of that because I think it's important to see things for what they are, not from your lens always. And to see things for what they are, I saw how much joy going to the church community, it brought my parents and my grandparents and it brought some of my friends and close loved ones. And and I see that it's a really special place for a lot of people. I don't vibe with it personally, but I'm definitely not going to shit on others for vibing with it. And I think that's kind of where you grew up, like having it already super open for you. So you were like, yeah, cool. Like I'm not going to shit on it, but it's not for me. Whereas I kind of had to go through a little bit more work to get to where you, <laughs> you are, right? Like I had to do go through my own journey of releasing a lot of um, anger that was like, you know, I don't want this, but it was forced on me. So I think this is a really important topic, um, especially now because religion is one of those conversations that as a child in our culture, you're told not to discuss with people. Um, You know, people are like, yeah, you can talk about anything else, but don't bring up religion and politics. And for me, I was always like, why not? And I think what what I wanted to touch on a little bit today is the differences between how the ego shows up in these two various practices. So what's your experience with how the ego shows up in religious, um, you know, dynamics versus spiritual dynamics? Um, I think that it shows up, it can show up equally in both. It just depends on the person the practitioner and just Mm. where they're at on their path because there is a lot of um labeling like i am a christian i am a buddhist i am a muslim this is my practice my god my faith right so it's a lot of attachment to that idea Mm. you know your ego comes in and if somebody tells you a different idea you say no that's not right that goes against my faith But I also think that if you're just simply spiritual and you don't follow a particular religion, but you just connect and, you know, through yoga, dance, meditation, whatever it may be, you can have an ego in that too. And I mean, I know that I say that from experience that I've gotten back from trips from, you know, India and it's like, oh, well now I'm spiritual. So I like know better. So calm and collected. So I've had a huge spiritual ego before. Um, so I think that it, it just depends on the person because I, I know spiritual people that don't have egos But I also know religious people that don't have egos, right? You know? I mean like yeah. look at the Dalai Lama. He's religious and he has no ego So right. I think it just depends on where you're at on your own personal journey um, Because the ego can exist in both. What, what do you think Megan? Yeah, I definitely I like what you said with it depends on the individual 
And, and I love that because it's like a holistic view. It's not saying that what one, what, what one person represents is the representative of all. And I think in a lot of terms, um, both religion and spirituality get a bad rap because you look at the extremes of these two practices and it gets um, skewed. The view of it is not what it actually is. Yeah. And, and I also think that churches and spiritual practices skew what it is. Because I was, you know, thinking about this the other day, you know, we with our brains, you know, our our brains that are vast, yes, but they're only so vast, try to understand a concept such as source energy or God vibrations. And how can we really even put that into words? Can it be put into words? Yet here we are as human beings trying to understand and put words and concepts and human ideas to something that is quite divine and quite um, expansive so much so that maybe there aren't even words to describe it. Yeah. And and I do always think it, it was funny for me as a kid growing up, the first thing that I was thinking when they told me, when my church told me who God was and what he looked like, I thought, no way. That's not what he looks like. And how do you know it's a he? How is it a he? Like, how is it masculine energy? Like, how do you know that? And so for me as a child, I was just naturally curious. So I just started asking these questions. I didn't always get, you know, nurtured in that. Sometimes I got shut down by that. And that just, again, goes back to the individual. They weren't ready to share with me what their perspective are. Or maybe they hadn't asked themselves that question. So when a child asks them, they're like, huh? Just go play, you know, dismissive. But yeah, to me, even defining it in the ways that we try to define it is almost um, not fair, and it's not, um, it's not realistic. Yeah, and I think that that's one of the, the one of the things that you just hit on is that you, you kind of touched on it in the beginning of what you were saying that these the teachings behind these religions and these practices are pure and they're great you know but man tends to bring his ego into it and right try to put words to something that you can't really describe and then they try to make a set of rules to have power over others and that's not even necessarily with religion spiritually you can look at all these gurus out there that are for sure you know, all this stuff's coming up about all these horrible things that these gurus have done so it's like how do you balance you know trying to find that divine you know light within or without whatever your belief is without succumbing to like these these strict rules or like a fake guru or you know what i mean so mm-hmm. it's it's really an interesting an interesting you know thing that we have to kind of walk on this tightrope to, right. to figure out and navigate right and, and I do like that as well, um, kind of bringing it, like looking at all sides of the coin because sitting here saying that, oh, it's only, you know, people in the church, it's only like a specific religion. I mean, historically, um, what most churches have done in the name of religion is, you know, heinous. But there's also people hurting people in the spiritual community, which is exactly what you said, you know, people going with this whole, I'm a guru, come to me because what I have, you don't have, but you can only get it from me. Those are red flags for me personally, just from my own experience. So I think it really, it really needs to be addressed individually. 
And even within a church, you're gonna, or a spiritual community, you're gonna have so many different perspectives and so many life paths coming. And, and it does give you something, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. it does That's give you something. Because it, it makes them feel good. It makes you feel good on some level. And it connects you in some level. Mm. So as long as that connection stays pure, I don't see the harm. But when the connection is distorted and the light is distorted and you go to another person and say... You can't do it this way. You only can do it this way. It's got to look like this. The clothes have to look like this. The words have to sound like this. Then I think that we have as human beings with our egos stepped in and, and and destroyed it. So I think what you're, what you're saying is that the, the problem behind either religion or spirituality is if it causes separation, then it's not healthy and you're not helping raise the vibration of mankind. Whereas if it's inclusive and you accept everyone for what they believe and what they practice and what they think and who they are, if you just wholly accept that, let them do their thing and you do yours, the world will be a better place. I truly believe that. And I mean, that even goes into politics, which is a whole nother topic, but same thing. Just whatever someone else's beliefs are about something, if you can accept them and still love them and allow them to practice and believe what they want while you practice and believe what you want we're creating more of a global community rather than keeping this separation absolutely yeah and i like that a lot i learned a new word recently or new concept rather which is like systems theory and also um identity politics and identity religion and oftentimes the people that you're describing are a very small percentage of that practice But they have taken the, their identity has enmeshed with the, the belief, the idea. And now when you say something that opposes what they think they know, perceive to know, it is actually a personal, um, it feels to them as a personal attack. Yeah. So that's what, what, what you're referring to is identity religion and identity politics because Um, Last night, I learned something very interesting that I'd love to share um, from a show that I love. It's um, a spiritual sexuality show on Instagram hosted by Natasha Edwina. And she said that, you know, as a a sexual, um, you know, body worker, as a, a sexuality therapist, as a family therapist, they've done so many tests and like 10% of people on each spectrum will identify as like hardwired one thing. But the other 80% of the people in the middle are neutral or open-ended or open to other um, ways of being or other um, ways to, of thinking and doing. So if you so, take that into religion. So if you take that into religion, we are only talking about a small percentage of practitioners who are hardwired and they are the ones that might be, uh, you know, violent with others. They might be ones who are verbally abusive with others. They yeah. might be exclusive. They might be the ones that throw around the hellfire and the shame and the guilt. So what we're talking about, um, and I do want to say that because I know a lot of religious practitioners in my own life who aren't representative of this. So it is interesting to look, and if y'all are interested in looking more at systems theory and identity politics and identity religion to know more um, and to find out if you're operating from that program. 
and if it's serving you and the community and your family and you know yourself so it's definitely worth looking into because this show this podcast is all about raising expansion raising vibration um you know really looking at ourselves and the things that we're doing um so one other thing I wanted to say on that point is um you know you had mentioned that you know it's very individualistic it goes both ways it's on all sides of the coin it's not just one set of people doing something in one way it's it's in spiritual communities it's in the yoga community um, we even see that with different styles of yoga. Yeah, you know, separation. oh, sorry, my style of yoga is is the right one. It's yeah. the it's the way, but your style is not the way, so you're wasting your time. So that's kind of the mentality that is developed when we aren't careful with our egos and we aren't careful with the stories and and, and we're not careful and mindful with how we are treating others yeah. because. Um, you know, I know what that feels like to walk into a community. It wasn't a religious setting and I didn't fit in. And they made sure that I knew that I didn't fit in. And that could happen in yoga communities too. It's not just churches no. that are doing this to people. So I think it's really important um, to kind of take take some time and just look into to your own life and just ask, like, man, am I doing this? Like, I hope not, because talking about a global community and expanding so much out of yourself that you're able to connect with everyone and anyone, we have to start thinking from this higher place, this higher self place. Like what I'm doing, is this causing what I'm believing, what I'm practicing? Am I causing separation or am I being all inclusive to others? Right. I think that that's really the main point that I'm trying to, that I would like to share today. Yeah. Is religion is great. Spirituality is great. But as soon as you separate yourself from others and you judge others and you don't make others feel included or loved, then you need to look at what you're doing and see, is this the best thing for the planet right now or is this actually what it, or, like is this the best thing for the planet or is this also like the true to the teachings, teachings. <laughs> of what they actually want to practice because i love yeah. i forget the word that someone came up with recently but it was just describing a new way to you know talk about religion and it was that do i believe that one religion or one spiritual practice is truth no but i believe that there's bits of truth in all of it and I love that because that's so broad, that's so expansive, that's so coming from a higher place to be able to say that, yes, it might look different from what I do, but I bet you there's connection there and I bet you there's truth there. Mm. Yeah, I like that. So in conclusion, do you have anything else that you would like to close on in our discussion of spirituality and religion? Yeah, I would just say um the, the last thing that's come to me is that you know based off of my background that i i always would go to different religious ceremonies and feel more like an objective observer where i didn't judge and i not that i agreed with things but i was like oh that's a nice message and that's a good message so what i've always tried to do is just see the best in all religions and spiritual practices you know like glean what works for you from each thing like mm. take the little bits that that resonate with you and then you can leave the rest out you don't have to go all into one thing and say like 
this is how I identify myself now. Just find what works with you and just explore and just, you know, learn and study and just see what works for you. Yeah. And, and take that into your life. And if it is causing separation and judgment, it's probably not good for you. Yeah. Wow. What about you? Yeah, I like what you said about um, finding what works for you and dabbling in a little bit of it, you know? So there is a, a natural interest and an innate interest in all of us as human beings. And as human being animals, we love variety. So for you to go and vibe with a couple different things is good to do because you can actually know then what is for you and what isn't for you. And also, just on that note, the more that we learn about other religions and cultures, the more worldly we will become and the more we can help to understand people that are different than us. Right. Yeah, you have to meet people where they are and, you know, you can connect with people in such an interesting way just by asking simple questions. And a lot of um, people are naturally spiritual. They're naturally inclined to want to go sit in nature and just observe mother nature's beauty that is totally spiritual because there is an essence that lives within our earth so and that can be your spiritual practice so one thing that i would like to leave the folks with is don't feel like you have to do something a certain way feel that you can have a spiritual divine connection wherever you are because man, that is what man and human and woman is. It's our energy upward connects with the heavens and our energy downwards connects with the earth. So we have this like polar polarity energetic movement in us already that we are actually a walking spiritual practice. I like that. So don't feel like it has to look a certain way. It can feel to you however you want it to feel and trust that and go with that. So thank you guys. Thank you for joining. So much for tuning in to episode two of Retune Radio. And please stay tuned for episode three, which will probably come out sometime next week. And as always, peace and many blessings. Peace. See you next time. Thank you.